0: the Paradise Paradox once again. Have you been having any adventures lately?
1: Nothing extreme, just life's good. I'm trying to be a businessman now. Just, oh, taking, it, so just taking it easy. So how's business? Decided to, to really hit the ground running. Yep. And, and I mean that by, by um, just thinking about what is the, what is the business? Like the whole idea of trading, uh, trading a product for a
0: financial- A financial gain, mutual, so, mutual beneficial relationship, win-win situation, that type of deal.
1: Yes, but more, yep. than, more than a win-win. Like I'm trying, I'm trying to save the world. by okay. like, like this is my whole new, this is my, my new mantra. Mm. I'm saving the world every day, one world at a time. Mm. So uh, this is what I tell myself before I leave my house, mm. every day. And I'm doing this by help. I want to help people feel better about themselves, and just see the world clear, clearer. So um, I, I'm selling an organic, um, an organic coffee, um, with, uh, with with vitamins and nutrition that they that they need. So I thought, you know, I'm not going to overcomplicate this. I need to make one coffee and go sell one coffee to mm-hmm. one person and explain yeah. explain what it is in, in the coffee. And even if it's not gonna, I thought even if it doesn't have it in the coffee, they need to believe me, this could be a placebo effect, mm. that they're gonna have okay. a, really, <laughs> a really good day with my coffee. Yeah. yeah. So you know this, and then you think about the marketing and the sales, so this is about the first interaction and the, the smile and the, the bond that you make with these people. Mm. Um, so that's, that's business. Business
0: is booming. Yeah. Business is good. So you've been um, having some record sales lately, things, things are starting to look up. Well, I, I, I literally, I only make like
1: 10 coffees a day mm. and I go sell them as fast as I can. Mm-hmm. And then I, I come back home. I feel like that's kind of the Mexican way. Because no one in Mexico really has a set hourly, I mean, unless I have a shop, but uh, anyone that's, that's on the street selling, mm. they want to sell all their gear as quick as they can and then get home. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like that's that's just one hundred one business. Make, yeah, make well, money. So,
0: yeah, sometimes I walk into a taqueria and like, oh, what's in, what's in these tacos? And they're like, oh, they're all gone.
1: And they're <laughs> and totally cool with it. It's like you yeah. know what? Yeah, you, you missed out. Sometimes they even laugh at you. Like, yeah, get here earlier next time. <laughs> you messed, kid, you messed up. Yeah, get here earlier. And it's like, you, and sometimes you feel bad. <laughs> but it's business. They don't care. Yeah, yeah. Um, so today was the first day that I walked home with an empty thermos. Wow, okay, that's great. So it, was, it was really good. How Probably big is this thermos? Um, it's, it's like 19 gallon, but I don't feel it that big. Okay. It's, it's a big thermos. <laughs> that would be
0: like yeah, 19 gallons I'm of working of on coffee. it. You sell that and you retire. No, I, I, make,
1: <laughs> I make three liters. Mm. Three liters of, of solid coffee. Mm. And uh, I'm still, it's, it's a new thing for, for the Mexican public. So, um, I'm refining the, the recipe. Yeah. Because uh, I, I realize not, you know, people, they don't really want something new. Mm. But it's, it's cool. But today was, today was the best day. Yeah. The best day. It's like I'm taking everything from post grad business mm. to just sell one coffee at a time. <laughs> and sell it because you want to, and it's going to change their life. Yeah. I tell them that. It's going to change your life. Do they believe that? Um, they usually they usually laugh, have a giggle with me, and it's like, okay, well, I already, yeah. I already did because, like, you know, you were you were looking sad five minutes ago, walking down the street. True. I, I waved to you, said uh, good morning, smiled at you, stole a moment of your time, mm-hmm. and then put a coffee in your hand, and now you're walking down the street with a smile. <laughs>
0: that, that's my that's my whole philosophy. Okay, well, that's a that's pretty good. yeah, it sounds like it's coming along well. I hope so. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how dumb
1: that sounded, but that, yeah, that, that's exactly what I do. And um, we were joking about how I'm waking up at five thirty in the morning now, just super pumped about my day. Hmm. Like that's Let's see, five thirty in the morning. That's like I'm. I'm now. I've changed my fractal to a new Aaron that didn't. Aaron's not a morning person. All right. Aaron wasn't. Okay, I'm a different person You've now.
0: Changed your entire genetic structure from. <laughs> They say that, afternoon you know. Person DNA to morning person DNA. I hope he's a better guy. <laughs> Maybe you'll grow another foot or something. Check those fingers. I mean, I am in might. I'm in <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: uh, yeah, okay, you, all right.
0: You could grow another leg as well. Okay, I
1: want to. I want to talk about that for yeah. a moment, but you. Okay, let's take a, okay. Let's take, uh, Let's throw an intro in. All right, intro. never going to get sick of that intro. <laughs> it's a good cool. beat. Okay.
0: Why am I going to grow another foot? i say because you, cha- <laughs> you change your genetic structure by altering who you are. And uh, so maybe you'll grow another foot in height. See, that, that sounds insane. But I believe you. Hmm. I, I, I think... Really? Because I was kidding.
1: No, no. I, 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 really, <laughs> I really think we can. Okay. Yeah, You remember how I was saying we can like, okay, the, I haven't seen the movie yet, but we mentioned Lucy in the, in the DNA episode about how, you know, you start using more of your brain power, then all of a sudden you can change your residual image. Mm. Like that residual image is just like a, the way you present yourself to everyone else. Mm. So if you're activating, if you're changing more, yeah. changing your DNA. Perception is projection. You're, yeah, you're, you're projecting a different DNA strand you're activating something that wasn't there before, maybe you can start growing things.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think about that sometimes because I think, uh, what are we except the collection of perceptions that other people have of us? So if everybody changes their perceptions of us, does that mean we also change? Are we something different because of that?
1: Yeah, we're, we are, we're different. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why, I can't explain that. Mm-hmm. But, but, I mean, today's episode, we wanted to talk about how, um, well, I, I don't know, I don't exactly know what it is, but I'll explain a situation where you meet up with somebody from primary school or high school that you haven't seen in years, you, mm-hmm. weren't, you weren't best mates,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but they give you a hug on the street. How have you yeah. been? They go, yeah, been and they, they walk on? up to you
0: in the club and they shake your hand and, and they say, Man, it's so good to see you. I'm, I'm so glad you're here. And maybe they even say, I'll buy you a beer. Uh, and, Usually they buy you a beer. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, this is actually like the memories are flooding through your head like... I remember this guy beating me up, or th- you know, throwing me in the locker, or, so- or what something. A, what like a that. prick! <laughs> How,
1: good to see you. <laughs>
0: yeah, good to see you, bro. But but it's like they they absolutely have no consciousness of it. And I, I remember I wrote a story about this on my blog a few years ago. Uh, this just this short story about three hundred words, and in in the end of the story, I'm uh, I'm like, yeah, I remember this guy shoving my head down the toilet and pressing flush and that. but then, you know, if, if he doesn't remember, neither do I. And then at the end of the story, I say, I'll, I'll buy you a beer. <laughs> Let me buy you a beer. I was a guy. <laughs> Best mate ever since. <laughs> <laughs> that never, you never shoved my head in the toilet. Um, <laughs> okay, I made that up. <laughs> Actually, the first, the first day I met you, you did try to pick on me, You're, and, and you told me about it later. I was like, yeah, I was trying to give you a bad day so you don't get good sales that day. <laughs> that was me? Yeah, you See, told, see you I'm I'm, definitely, I'm, not, I'm not that guy anymore. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, was I ever that guy? <laughs> or was that a different perception? I, I don't know, I don't know.
1: Um, <laughs> I, I really, I, I don't believe it, that's insane. We're talking about oh, that.
0: Oh that's what you told me.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, anyway. I, I mess with people, but, that, that idea of them having an idea or not remembering mm. makes you a different person today. Mm. Like mm. That, that person, maybe they see you differently, like they're, they're, they're familiar, you have a familiar face and they're happy to see you because you're a different person now. So the fact yeah. That, yeah. that you're resonating a different frequency or a different character in front of them, mm. and that's mirrored, they being unconscious is just gonna uh, reciprocate the energy that you're projecting towards them. So yeah. they they present themselves as a different person.
0: Yeah, yeah, Completely. so it's a like all, they, all they're doing is picking up on the energy of the moment, and they have absolutely no consciousness, or so it seems, of, of what happened years ago. It's like they have absolutely no idea. Well, uh, that, that's, that's really a really good base for
1: proving that the moment is all that exists, because mm. if you have a different idea of then, and they have a different idea of then, well, then that didn't actually happen to both of you at the same time. Therefore, unless you remind each other, then you got different pasts. Yeah. You're yeah. moving into a different future. Mm. That's real. <laughs> Insane. It's it's crazy.
0: Real, real. Crazy. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know where the fuck we go from there. Well, <laughs> then, well then,
1: then, you know, I, I don't see someone for a while mm. and they're like, Aaron used to be really fat. All of a sudden, not fat anymore. Mm. So I, I seem taller. Does that mean I am taller? Mm. I just mm. grew a foot. That, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> like you, you, can change, you can change who you are mm. physically by, um, by altering what you want to choose to remember. Like you, could have got, you could have picked on for of being a short kid at school. Here's an example. I mean, I wasn't ever picked on for being a short kid at school. But you could have been and then all of a sudden you move from Australia to Mexico where, where everyone's generally short mm. and then you're just, like a, you're just accepted as a normal dude or even mm. a tall guy. Mm. Like
0: here in Mexico, I'm I'm tall, mm. so. Aren't you tall in Australia? How, how tall, mm. tall are you, like one? 180? One, yeah, 180, that's pretty tall. It's about six foot.
1: Yeah, I guess I hung out with little guys that were like eight foot. Right. <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I, I don't, I don't well, know. I guess it, yeah, it makes a big difference how you're carrying yourself too, of course. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah but I mean that's um, that's that's all perception. That's what we're talking about. Mm. But um, I, I don't know. I don't know it's interesting. And because then, then all of a sudden, there's a whole lot more choice. Mm. You, you get to choose how you present yourself, and then there's tactics and how you and how you do that. Mm. Maybe you want to give yourself a mantra in the morning before you leave your house. Hmm. That's, that's a weird word, but you know, it's just like a, a little little slogan to live by. Hmm. So uh, maybe I seem like I'm seven foot tall and I walk outside to everyone else because they're just going to work. I'm saving the world. <laughs> uh, that's
0: that's the difference. <laughs> okay. That's like the, uh, there's that story about uh, two bricklayers and, and there's one of them who looks not so happy with his work and the boss is like, or some somebody walks past and says, what are you doing? And the guy says, well, laying bricks. And th- then the boss walks past the other guy and says, what are you doing? And the guy's like having a great time, like focusing so carefully and intently laying these, laying these bricks with, this, with, with passion. Yeah. And he says, what are you doing? And the bricklayer says, I'm building at the cathedral. Which is totally different outlooks. The same action, more or less. But a totally different outlook. And that changes everything. That's that's pretty cool. Mm. Yeah.
1: From laying a brick to I'm building a timeless building that's going to be here for the next Mm. 10 generations before someone bombs it. (laughs) (laughs) Building work. But but either way, I'm building it so well that it's going to withstand it. Mm. Or it's going to be so precious that they're going to protect it. Mm. That's that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) I can dig that. Yeah. So uh, the moral of the story is you got to take more consciousness in every step, every process,
0: like know what you're doing, like a bigger picture? I don't know. I guess there are a few different perspectives on that because you can be like really hyper focused in the moment and not necessarily give it a significance because that's, that's also part of it, because if you, if you build a story about what you're doing, like if this guy realizes that the cathedral doesn't end up ge- being built, maybe he will fall into depression because he's built up this, this story in his mind ab- about what, what he's doing. And if it doesn't eventuate, then it's like his spirit is broken, uh, or, you know, his ego is shattered. Yeah. Al- along with uh, the physical material um, but if you just focus on exactly on what you're doing in the moment, like, I, w- I wonder maybe you could tell that parable again and say the first, the first guy says, oh, I'm laying some bricks. And the second guy says, I'm laying bricks. It's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the same, same thing, but with, yeah.
1: um, with all the passion, yeah. but with no expectation. Yeah. 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 Because uh, it's that expectation that, that will get you in trouble. Mm. Like I think a lot of the uh, a lot a lot of the masters and, and gurus say, you need to you need to do everything you can yeah. uh, in the moment to be as focused as you can, mm. and it, to enjoy it purely, mm. you know, joyful character.
2: Yeah.
1: But the, the ex, but having zero expectation will always let it be everything it can be mm. without the limitation of expecting something.
0: Yeah, complete focus, complete dedication, but at the same time, detachment from any result. Yes. Yeah.
1: I guess like, like helping the old lady across the street. Mm. It's like, you don't, you don't get her there and then look around like, who saw me? I'm such a great guy.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know what, it didn't even happen. I hope no one saw me. <laughs>
0: and uh, that's the way it needs to be. I actually did help an old lady across the street a few months ago. Really? I, I think that's, the first time it's ever happened in my life. It it wasn't because I went out of my way to do it either. No, no, (laughs) no, you were just there or what happened? Yeah, I was there and she she asked me, can you help me cross the street? Oh, cool. And uh, yeah, this was when I was in Medellin and and then it happened that we were actually going to the same restaurant and uh, she gave me a a Catholic blessing after that. That was nice. So that's the first time you ever helped an old lady? The first time I ever helped an old lady across the street, not the first time I ever helped an old lady. I mean, sometimes yeah. I can't- no, Just the way, just the way the you train. said it, was yeah. like, <laughs> I, I felt like, you know what, I, I, this isn't me, I'm not this kind of
1: guy, but it's the first time, and I'm never gonna do it again. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, no that, that's, that's me presenting a, a, negative, a negative character and a negative skin on you. Whoa, you're boxing me in, man. No, I think helping people, it's, um, it's a good feeling, mm. but, um, the energy behind that, mm. I mean, I, I don't quote any, any guru in particular, but, um, the, the idea of, of helping someone else, mm. um, in, in like a selfless act of, what, what, do, they, what do they call it? Altruism. Um, that, that's the term? Yeah. But wh- what, is it, what does it mean to, uh, to the person? Like, in, in, when, you, when you use that word. What do you mean? Well, like, is it, um... You, there's no expectations attached to that at all.
0: It's like, a, it's, oh, a, it's a pure yeah, like right. selfless act. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what altruism is, yeah. Oh, cool. Um, well, that um, apparently
1: changes the world. Mm. Every single, like every single moment of that
0: mm. is, is the superhero in you doing the right thing. Mm. Mm. Well, I remember the first time I arrived in Mexico and I got here to Guadalajara and i i got off the plane and uh, went to the taxi stand and there was a guy in front of me and he turned around and said hey uh, you're a foreigner do you need help and he stayed with me there for like 15 minutes um like calling calling my host uh because i couldn't understand spanish that well over the phone and and asking um, what the address was confirming the exact place and 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 i said man Muchisimas gracias, I said thank you so much. You didn't have to do that. And he was like, yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> He was already walking away.
1: He was like, whatever man. I, just, I was here. He was here.
0: Yeah, it's got like completely normal Mexican hospitality But I think I, I, I thought about that later. I was like, wow, this guy could you know that could make so much of a difference to somebody But it's just such a small thing. Well, it did. Yeah
1: like the, yeah, that, that made kind my of,
0: day a lot easier yeah, yeah
1: I mean you I mean, you would have made it either way, yeah, but instead of yeah you know, kind of the uncomfortable run that you could have had, mm. it was like, boom, it's organized, yeah yeah, I guess it's uh as many examples like that, but um it seems to be that when you leave and you're trying to do it mm. the, the just the opportunities don't present themselves. <laughs> Like you just need to, you need to have that in your, in your flow. Otherwise, you, you lose it. But then if you're expecting to help somebody, then you're expecting the reward of expecting to help somebody. Ah, don't help I don't him. know. <laughs> just, just do I, your thing.
2: Yeah.
1: Help yourself first. Yeah. Okay, I, I don't know. Was, was that the topic of today or
0: are story times? <laughs> well, I think mean, we're all over the place. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I was thinking about before when we were talking about memory, people from the past, they come in and they have no consciousness. Or the other side of it is sometimes I, I have a memory and I'm almost transported into the moment when it happened. And I don't just like see what happened in my mind or you know hear the words, but I'm, I actually feel the mental state that I had at that moment. And I feel the mental, I not only feel the mental state, I feel the context of who I was as a person yeah. at that time. And, and it's like, I'm kind of transformed, uh, like I'm, I'm almost half my size. My, my brain is a smaller size. Uh, I feel like the, the a person I was t- 20 years ago. And yeah, you, you can feel the rim of your mind space. Yeah. Yeah. Like
1: you, you, can, you can feel how much smaller your, your brain was. Yeah. That's, I've never thought about it like that until until right now. Mm. Because um, the the mind is like endless. Mm. You can you can think of anything you want uh, all the time and to the depth that you want at mm. any time, and you don't. Mm. You just choose to, to be you and you don't think about it like mm. that. But I could say any word right now and you would be sent on this uncontrollable, like that word means X in my mind and you Mm. automatically Mm. get flashes of images or whatever or uh, or if you want to extend further you know you could make any sound and all of a sudden your brain's going to automatically make geometry based Mm. on whatever whatever that is but uh, man good point you're you're like 5D now (laughs) is that what it is? is that what the fifth fifth dimension person is all about? fifth dimension or fifth density? well I I think fifth dimension because density is a different like it's it's an energy
0: yeah I guess it is a kind of fourth or fourth or fifth dimensional experience because on on one level you're aware of the present moment but on this other level you are aware of the past and you have this deep knowledge of the past this 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 deep experience of the past yeah you're so occurring at the same time you're so detached
1: from from yourself and that, that you allow yourself to be the two experiences at the same time. Mm. And you can see that you're not the experience or the person, you're, you're bigger
0: than that. Well, I, w- I wish I could see that from these experiences, because sometimes in negative experiences and I'm like, oh, I wish I didn't do that. You know. I, I'm sure everybody has that <laughs> when they think about memories. Of course. Mm. Um. Well, uh, only a moment ago,
1: I was telling you a story about how I was traveling through the Czech Republic with some friends. Mm. Even when I, I don't know what you said to make me think about that, but just thinking about that, for the time that I was with you, I wasn't completely talking with you. It was part of my right. mind was replaying the the experience, the emotional state of being lost in in Prague. Yep. Uh, and and, the, and what happened and the way I felt mm. in that time. And, um, I guess, I guess it's a little bit egotistical, but I felt the, the, uh, the, the confidence I had even then to decide exactly what was happening and what, you know, what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened was just cruising down the street, hanging out with a couple mates, Rodney and Sammy, and we were, we, were looking to get our, we were trying to get our way to the hotel and we were looking at the tram timetable and we were just waiting at the tram station the funny thing was, I mean, I'll give you the ending first. We, uh, we caught the wrong tram and ended up going all the way, the, well, the right tram, but the wrong way. So mm-hmm. at all the end of the track and then we came and then we sat on there and the tram driver is like, you guys getting off? And I was like, ah, uh, we gotta go back that way. <laughs> and he, he just kind of laughed at us and we just rode all the way back. But it was cool because we're in a new city. So I'm checking out all these buildings mm-hmm. and it was, just, it was just cool. So yeah. I was like, you know what? You know what, friends, you might be shitty with me that you know, we're not making the hotel in good time but I'm enjoying myself, so you guys, whatever. Mm. And, uh, and I think they're having a good time too, but like, I, just, I just couldn't care. <laughs> um, when, when we got off, actually no, before we even got on the tram, we were, we were startled by this this siren, like an air raid doomsday siren that just didn't turn off. It, it was on for, at the time it felt like half an hour, but it would have been like a good, it could have been two minutes. I'd say five minutes, it, it stayed on for a while and no one even seemed to blink or, you know, nothing, because everyone is still shopping, cars driving by, like nothing happened, and I'm thinking, like the end's coming, like the end of the world's coming. Um, Looking at it now, explaining the story, I'm beginning to realize that it might have been like an air raid siren from World War II that, that, I mean, obviously it still works, why throw it out? And there would have been a factory nearby that had, you know, a few hundred people working, and hey, lunchtime, Run the air, like run the air siren for a couple minutes, tell everyone they can head off. Um, but at the time, it was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> and uh, you know, you had to convince yourself that everything's all good, even though my conditioning was you hear that siren, like tornadoes come in, you're it, gonna fucking die. Game over. Yeah. But I was totally cool. <laughs> anyway, I relived that only a moment ago and realized that I was totally cool. And I was like, of course I was. Just be cool, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just accept your fate. You're dead already. Time doesn't exist. <laughs> Something you said threw me back into that whole experience of um, not being the same person as you were in the, mm. in the past, but still having the same, being able to appreciate the emotional state that you had at that time. Mm. So, um, but yeah, totally, S- smaller brain. Yeah. Like there was definitely not so much awareness of the the vastness of the ability to to think.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so maybe maybe that's what limits people. Like you say, you're running to people from from school, they're at yeah, and a club, they're buying you a beer, and you're like, man, this guy treated me like shit. Did he totally forget that I wasn't cool with him, or did he have no idea and he thought we we're friends?
0: Yeah. <laughs> he he had no idea that actually bullying you wasn't a cool thing to do. Um, maybe maybe he didn't because so a lot of the time I think the, um, kids grow up as bullies because they had um, the same experiences from their parents. Like their the parents will treat them like crap, and then the kid um, the kid is like, oh, so when I'm bigger than somebody, that means I get to treat them like shit. So then they see someone small, and then them and they're, they're like, yeah, fucking, you know. Get get a load of this. Push them into the wall, yeah. And um, but but then if that's if that's what if that's the reason they're doing it, they're doing it because their parents do. So on that level, you have to wonder what's the is the sub communication actually one of love? Like yeah, I'm paying attention to you. I'm treating you like shit, but that means I actually like you. <laughs> I agree. Um, I think that, yeah. I think that's what it is. I think if we're
1: we're so infinite that if we put any attention to anything, it's because that
0: is the attention, that is the love. Mm, yeah, that, that's the reality. Attention. Well, there's an experiment. I still want to see if this actually works out. You have three containers of boiled rice and you leave them on the counter or in some space hopefully away from your kitchen actually because the f- the first one you look at it and you focus on it with love and 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 say i love you and and try to bring that love into your heart to beam onto this bucket of rice and the second one you focus on it and and you're like oh i hate you you son of a bitch and try to feel angry at this container of rice <laughs> the third one you completely ignore yeah. and they say that the, f- the first one Will be in in good shape. The after a week, the rice will still be almost edible, and the the second one will, will ferment and fester a little. And the one that's worse is the one that you didn't pay any attention to at all. And so it, I don't know if this is true still, but it, if it's still this parable that the worst thing you can do to somebody is ignore them. Yeah.
1: Well, it does feel pretty crap when you're selling coffee mm. at six o'clock in the morning and it's cold and today it was raining mm. and people just walk past you, yeah, like, like you're not even there.
2: Mm.
1: Like I, I made the point, you know, to lean over and get under their umbrella and, hey, <laughs> I got coffee. It's, it's tasty, nice and warm. It's Tap good you for up. you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but I think you have to do that. Yeah. Otherwise, everyone walks past you, and then, and then yeah. you just, you just rot.
0: You have to get, on, get in their faces a little bit. So, uh, I mean, I'm having a lot of fun doing that, but we should do that experiment. Yeah, sure. Um, we were talking about doing another experiment where we um, try, attempt to do remote viewing. Mm, that's, that's very...
1: I, I, I did some research yesterday into remote viewing. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly how I'm going to do it. Mm. Like I, don't, I don't know the process, so we're going to have to... Okay. Work on well, I've
0: got some videos, this dude named Simeon Hein, he uh, seems to be pretty sharp and I've gone through a couple of his tutorial videos and you do things like you, you get the, the longitude and latitude, you put it on a piece of paper and uh, you, you draw a squiggle or some kind of symbol to represent the place and then you move your hands over, over the symbol you're trying to transport yourself to the place and then you, you're just trying to get whatever impressions you can, like if it feels wet or dry or um, warm or, or cold, cool, uh, all of these. Or just whatever comes to mind. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Just a kind of free association. It, it doesn't seem like it's that hard. Hmm.
1: And but what surprised me was how many people talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. There's, there's professionals that dedicate their life to, to remote viewing.
0: Like Ingo
1: Swan, or, or yeah, Ingo Swan. Yeah. There was also uh, there's a couple guys that, that quote the, that worked for the CIA doing these projects as well. Hmm. Um, I can't remember their names, but there was, there was just so many videos right. on on like techniques and how to do it. People were talking about other people doing it. Hmm. So um, I mean, it's a real thing for these people. Hmm. So if there's enough of them, maybe maybe they're bringing more power to it. Maybe it's our responsibility to to do it.
0: To beam it out to the universe what does it teach everyone else how to do it on uh, on joe rogan questions everything he had that episode where he investigated it he investigated all kinds of psychic powers and and that was one of them and unfortunately the segment was really quick because i'm sure they had a lot of interesting footage but they had to cut it down to about 50 minutes for the show so they, they only had about five minutes for remote viewing uh, but they brought this famous remote viewer and Joe Rogan also chose a skeptic to come with him. And they, they did the experiment and the skeptic was actually the one who got the best results. Uh, he got uh, like three, three hits or four hits just on one experiment.
1: <laughs> he probably never had any expectation. He put a clear mind, he's
0: like, whatever, let's just get over and done with. Yeah, well, it's, it's funny because I've heard stories, for example, if you have a haunted house, uh, one of the best ways to clear it is actually to bring in a really strongly skeptical friend because he's he's gonna beam out this energy like, yeah, this whole thing is bullshit. I don't believe in ghosts. So nothing's gonna happen. So he's projecting that the whole time and then nothing will happen. And he'll be like, I told you so. <laughs> and you're he, 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 he like, Oh <laughs> yeah, you're like, well, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> you me a favor.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I totally believe in that. Mm. Yeah, the, the you need to be careful how much power you have and what you, you dedicate yourself to because mm. if you're putting attention to something that you don't want, mm. you're going to attract it, mm. irrespective of whether you whether it's positive or negative in your life and whether you want it or not. Just
0: mm. let it go away. I think this is interesting in regards to parapsychology because uh, people will say, skeptics will say, oh, well, of course the the experiments are gonna be interpreted differently and it's only a a difference in the interpretation of the data. And I have to say, well, if psychic abilities really exist, then the person doing uh, doing the research can have an effect on it of course it can have an effect on the experiment uh, because that's, that's the whole basis of it. That's the nature that's of our psychic, reality. Yeah, that, that our minds can affect reality. So, um, so they don't seem to, t- to take that into account. They just they disregard it.
1: A couple of videos that I came across yesterday in, in trying to find a tutorial on how to remote view. Hmm. Um, there was one about this lady that was talking to a, a black panther. That was just uh, uh, amazing. Oh
0: yeah, I watched it. Yeah. Di- yeah. Diablo and um, he changed his name to Spirit.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. I yeah. forgot. I forgot I posted that.
0: Yeah. Um, that that was
1: pretty powerful. Mm. About having a um, was he was he zookeeper? The guy looking after the yeah. looking after Diablo. Yeah, and uh, he just they were just clashing. They just didn't they just didn't get each other. Mm. But. Um, it, and then later, when they when they had the the third party communicator mm. that could communicate with the animals and explained a few things, changed the way he looked at the animal, mm. and they ended up, you know, becoming uh you know, buddies. Yeah, well, buddies. I mean, as much as you can be with a panther, <laughs> but uh, there was a mutual respect, a communication, yeah, um, which is just like a, just an, an appreciation a perception. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, so that that's, that's the happy ending ruined a bit. Um, <laughs> it's, it's worth watching either way because
0: it's, um, it was, it just, it's cool to yeah, see. well, it wouldn't be much of a video if at, at the end uh, the <laughs> that eats that as the zookeeper, you'd be like, oh, that was, <laughs> but that was a bit
1: sad. The, the moment where the guy, where the, the dude, mm. his, his reaction mm. to what the, to the interaction between the three of them and the communication, Yeah, that, that's, that shows everything.
0: Mm. And, yeah, he gets um, very emotional, and he's like, oh, "I can't talk. Let's talk about this later." Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, he doesn't want to express so much emotion on the camera.
1: It, it really, it really got to his heart. Like he, he was able to talk to this panther. Hmm. So well, I think, I think we're beating superpowers, and they're they're coming back. But the the other video was um, was about the the dogma of reality, how we all think that that um, that. Particles are, are physical, All right. when we make them physical. Like if we jump back to the, the double slit experiment, mm-hmm. and how's like, wait a minute, the, uh, the electron can be the particle or the wave. It's like, no, 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 we made it the particle. We made it the particle. It's only ever the wave. Or it's only ever... Well, if no one ever looks at it, the particle never exists. <laughs> we made it the particle. This physical reality does not exist unless we look at it. Should we take a break? What's... If they want to come back. <laughs>
0: So, I'm a hologram. <laughs> I don't know. That's you. That's your claim. Well, I, the entire universe is a hologram.
1: Well, I think we we invented the particle. The particle didn't exist. So, the holographic universe. I I bought it. I'm in. We're in the Matrix.
0: I don't. I don't even know what that means. I think I still need to read that book, The Holographic Universe, and find out what what everything's about.
1: I'm keeping it open as a possibility. Just, just with the, with the, the, the idea of you creating your own reality Hmm. by, uh, and then the the concept of materialism isn't exactly what we think it is because the words for non-materialism don't exist. So it's like there's a whole half, there's a whole other side of science that, that, uh, that we can't articulate. And when you have seven billion people that can't articulate feelings, well then how are we supposed to connect as a as a collective unconscious and create future possible manifestations of realities. It's like it just doesn't it doesn't it doesn't happen. Doesn't it doesn't, so, doesn't happen.
0: No, I don't know <laughs> And then
1: you told me it's a hologram. Do, do so you know
0: how to do that? I don't know how
1: to do that. Well, I you got the manual? No but it? but um but that's the reason why I was so keen to start the podcast. Oh, so, oh, good, good. So, so we can we can make more people aware of things that they weren't aware of, and then yeah. maybe they can tune into that
0: and make it a reality for them. And then, you know, one by one, we change yeah. the world. Yeah. On that point about science and language, uh, not that long ago, about f- 50 or a hundred years ago, the concept of a lucid dream wasn't accepted. And the, An easy way to justify ignoring this phenomenon or ignoring this fantasy uh, from from their perspective is just to say, well, I mean, when you're awake, you're awake. And when you're asleep, you're asleep. So you can't be both asleep and awake at the same time. therefore, you can't have a lucid dream. Well, a lot of adults use that on kids. Like, that never happened. You dreamt that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's different that's different. You <laughs> dream you dreamt that you had a lucid dream. Yeah. Well if you dreamt you had a lucid dream then you did you did have a lucid dream. Well it's just that kids
1: kids accept a lot of what adults say. Mm. And you know, it's usually kids that have are more open or susceptible to these phenomena than, than than adults because we just we just throw them away.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like kids will be a lot more open to to crazy ideas and and willing to consider them no matter how crazy they are. Well, they're not crazy to them. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then another example is, say, with uh, meteors. So uh, for a long time, the scientific view, the accepted mainstream scientific view was that there are no rocks in the sky, and therefore rocks do not fall from the sky. And so this led to things like all over Europe, meteors, Yeah, rocks that had come from the sky got thrown out of museums, and that's why you can't find a a piece of meteor that's older than about 200 years old. They assumed they were actually thunderstones, that is, they assumed that lightning had hit the ground and somehow smelted iron to turn it into steel. Or a giant threw it. Yeah, I guess that was a no, was <laughs> scientific explanation.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't sound silly, mm-hmm. but um, I mean, you can say whatever you want as long as people are gonna believe it. <laughs> then it. Then it gets written down.
0: Right, right. But that's more like a myth. I mean, the Thunderstones thing is also a myth, but it was a myth of modern science. Um, the, the other thing is about materialism, like some, sometimes I say, well, this, this phenomenon might actually be non-material and people say well that's not possible because if something is non-material that means it doesn't exist. So they've defined the word material to mean everything that exists but material is actually also a specific type of thing. So uh, like if we go back in time 200 years ago and I say I have this device which is going to send my voice uh, through an invisible field You can't see the field, hear it, smell it, you can't touch it or taste it, but it's there. You're crazy. Exactly, I'm crazy. And the story is that Marconi's friends tried to lock him up in a mental asylum. Let's say he did.
1: I mean, you know, people people say he was crazy. So, of course, someone tried doing something.
0: Yeah, yeah. Lock him up. Yeah, people said he was crazy. People said Tesla was crazy as well for saying the same thing. And, um, but the thing is, from their perspective, at that time, radio waves would have been in non-material, so from their perspective, radio from a materialist science perspective, radio waves did not exist and could not exist. So today, if we have a phenomenon like kundalini or chi or prana, uh, different types of, of energy, then uh, we say if we say they're non-material, then. Well, all you have to do is check the dictionary. The dictionary says they don't exist. And that's, <laughs> that ends the thought. There's, there's no Cut words.
1: It but it's yeah. cool that it comes back to language and being able to express something. Mm. And if the words aren't there, it can't be uh, collective understanding. Mm. Therefore, it doesn't exist.
2: Yeah.
0: It can't exist. Yeah, it's mu- much more difficult to convince somebody that something exists if you don't have a word for it. <laughs> you need to paint it. Yeah, you need to describe the whole thing from scratch. Like Da Vinci, mm. he had to paint
1: mm. to express what he was saying, and mm. only now starting. People are starting to like that's what he was trying to. That's what he's trying to draw. Like you know, you know the guy, mm. the guy in the, the circle and the square,
0: the picture where the guy is spread out and you can see his limbs at various yeah, like, positions it's like perfect, perfect man. Yeah, um, I've
1: I've seen that picture described or explained as the the square being the, uh, the consciousness mm. and the circle being like the manifestation of reality mm. of man. So I don't know, maybe Da Vinci knew, maybe someone's been a little creative, but I'm um, I thought i was, I'm thinking that if Da Vinci did know mm. this, how could he write it down? There's no words. Mm. He would have had to have painted it. And there it is. Yeah, yeah. That's just an
0: example. <laughs> I thought it was more of like an anatomical diagram. Discourse on the range of motion of humans, something like that
1: yeah i don't, I'm not too sure i mean that, that's just uh, one interpretation that yeah. I had that that could possibly make sense yeah but yeah. it's it's in lines with being able to knowing something or feeling something and not being able to tell your mates mm. because there's no words mm.
0: yeah so. Yeah, another term which has come about recently, like you notice when I mentioned Qi, Prana and Kundalini, they're all foreign words, they're not English words. <laughs> they're, you know, they're ancient words, Qi is a Chinese word, and uh, Kundalini and Prana are both Sanskrit words uh, from thousands of years ago. So, um, and the, those things somehow still relevant, these, these ideas which from a materialist point of view, they should just be superstitions. no one's created, no one's reinvented the word. So it it lives on as what it is,
1: Mm. which is Sanskrit.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So another word or another term, which has come into use in the last few years is autonomous sensory meridian response or ASMR, which is, I mean, it sounds like a bit of a word salad. And it's, I mean, it sounds like a scientific term, but it's not exactly a scientific term. It's just what somebody made up to describe this phenomenon, which is kind of a tingly, pleasurable sensation in your brain. Uh, And uh, according to modern science, you can't really feel this because you don't have any nerve endings in your brain. But yeah. A moment ago, you asked me whether I've experienced that. Yeah.
1: And no, I don't think I have. But I think maybe I have hmm. in in, med- <laughs> in meditation. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. But, but because you're not you're not in your body, it just kind of feels like like there's like a light. Yeah. I I, I don't know. I, I can't explain it. But here hmm. in
0: that, I think maybe I have. Hmm. Good. Good. So what what's the take? Yeah, it's definitely I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at all if you experience it during meditation because a lot of people have that feeling of energy during meditation when you, when your physical body is really still then you can s- start to feel uh, what seems to be a, a subtle body or like a, a soul or astral body or you know or just a just a, just a fantasy. Did it's almost like a,
1: um, like a real light pins and needles, but without the pain.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well then, yeah, I'm, I'm down.
0: Yep. <laughs> okay. And I've felt it too many times. Uh, um, and I think it's, it's interesting too, because for years I had that feeling and I never told anybody because I didn't want to say to somebody, Hey, you know, sometimes when you get that tingly feeling, I would have described it as the opening of the shahasrara chakra, but that's not something I can say to my next door neighbor. why, why not? It's a bunch of gobbledygook.
1: <laughs> no one knows
0: what that means.
1: What do they call it? Call that all that stuff falls in the category of the, the woo woo shit.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so and it's weird. not it's not so easy to talk about woo woo shit. Here here in Mexico, it's it's a lot easier. If you got in the corner I, and started yeah.
1: talking at this stuff, you would have a crowd.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they they look at you
1: blank like. <laughs> The yeah. white guy's talking. Let's see what he has to say. <laughs> yeah. I think we should start talking about this more. Like, people need to start talking about this kind of stuff. Mm. Because unless you... I mean, if you don't talk about it, then it's, it, it gets dismissed.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, if you have a, a strange experience, maybe you, sh- maybe you should talk about it. I don't think people are going to talk about it. <laughs> or, like, okay. Well, have you ever had... Have you ever had an out-of-body experience?
1: Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, of course. I, get, I mean, I say of course, but I mean, anyone that knows me would say, Aaron, yeah? Out-of-body experience? <laughs> All the time. <laughs> bring, bring that guy. <laughs> do, you want to, do you want to share it? The one that comes to mind, because, uh, of course, some of them are more real than others, mm. is, uh, is watching yourself sleep. It's probably the most, the most common. I mean, right. for, for me, I wouldn't even realize that I'm dreaming. Mm. and all of a sudden it's like this this room seems familiar mm. and it's my room and it's like okay why is there someone in my bed that that seems really that seems really weird right like i'm in my house there's someone in my bed and then you 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 know you, of course you, you go to peek and you see yourself and it's like shit mm. what what the hell am i doing <laughs> i'm there but i'm here and then uh, you know if that isn't fright you and you wake up, or at least you jump to another dream, mm-hmm. then um, then actually, that, that's, that's about it. But the last time it happened, okay. um, I, was, I, was, I wasn't by myself and I was with someone else and they, they stabbed me. So. In the dream? Yeah. Okay. But I didn't realize I was dreaming. And I didn't realize it was me, like it was too intense that I didn't realize that I was out of my own body.
0: Mm.
1: But uh, that's a whole other story. Okay, <laughs> but, but still, like out of body experience, yeah, yeah, that, that's pretty the most intense that stayed with me, and it's pretty because of negative nature,
0: yeah, okay, <laughs> okay, it's simple because of the stabbing, yeah. you got hard to ignore, <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, you're
1: asking like out of body experience, first one that comes to mind,
0: that one, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. McStabbing time, okay, well, yeah, I had this out of body experience about nine years ago and i was deliberately trying to bring on uh, an out-of-body experience so i was lying on my bed meditating and uh, i kept trying to push my consciousness out of my body after a little while like half an hour or so it 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 seemed like it started to work um to the point where i sort of pushed my consciousness up about three or four stories and then i I still couldn't see anything but I felt that my consciousness was somewhere other than my body in more or less because I'm still entirely conscious of my body and there's no point where where it's uh there's a change uh, uh, like a definite change in consciousness like slipping into a dream it's it wasn't like that um, so I ascended up these three or four stories and, and, uh, i tr- trying to look around. I couldn't see anything. So I called out in my mind, is there anybody who can help me open my third eye? And just at that moment, I, I started seeing and in front of me was this like a huge rat who looked like he was painted in the style of an ancient Japanese or Chinese painting, uh, standing on its hind legs. And he said, I, I am the rat Buddha. And then he started to say his name, which sounded like it was in Sanskrit. And I was like, holy fuck, what the fuck is going on? Okay. So I got, yeah.
1: How long did this happen?
0: About nine years. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so c-
1: continue with the, the rat b- Buddha.
0: Yeah, so, so at that point I was so freaked out that I went, I came back to my body. Uh, on the bed and I heard the, the rat Buddha calling after me is, is saying, Hey monkey. Like, I don't know if he was calling me back or he was trying to insult me or I think he just, he couldn't tell the difference between a human and a monkey. So that's why he was calling me a monkey. Well, and so, that
1: wasn't the monkey mine. as you would have been what, like 22, 23 at the time. So you would have been like a smaller version of yourself. So you pretty were monkey consciousness.
0: Okay. Yeah. That, maybe that has something to do with it too. Yeah. Oh, maybe, uh, was the style of beard I was wearing. I don't know. <laughs> you, you've never met him um, since. No, no. Uh, and I got, I got up and I still, I felt very strange. Uh, like I was scared and I had to say, uh, I said to myself, I'm Kurt Robinson. I'm cool. I can handle this. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know, that's, that's <laughs> and uh, like I took took a walk to the kitchen to try to ground myself. Like that, I didn't expect that to happen. And and after that, I was so scared. I never tried it again. Uh, which you, maybe need, I should
1: have. you need to try that again because when you ask me whether, it was, whether I've had an out of body experience, yeah. I, I'm only thinking about times that I've seen myself out of my body, like I've known yeah. I've been out of my body. Yeah. But every time I do meditation, mm. I, I'm trying to, to feel like that edge, that, that rim of my, of my mind, mm. and I'm trying to throw it out of my body. Like this is just a normal meditation that I do. To like
0: catapult,
1: like like like, like out, like any, <laughs> any way. Because I mean, when, uh, I when when I'm when I'm meditating, laying down, sometimes I, I lose my equilibrium of that I'm laying down. Yeah. Like in my mind, I could think I'm standing up or I'm sitting up. Mm. Like I, I, I lose feeling. Mm. Um, so that, that's like step one. Because I'm listening to a few gurus, other podcasts, and and what have you. They they say that when you're meditating, and you do disconnect. Well, the first step was get to the point where you're disconnecting. And then it was just a matter of making sure that you can keep getting back there. Like that, that's like the transcendental meditation. You, you, you just get to that point. That's why it's like 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes at night, that constant practice of disconnecting. But once you have that, where do you go? What do you do? You just sit there? No, I'm, I'm, I'm flying. I'm trying, I'm trying to get out. Like I'm trying to
0: move. You're actually trying to have a journey whereas transcendental meditation is to be with the nothing. Or, yeah. yeah.
1: No, well it's like, well will get into the nothing,
0: but it's like mm. a game that I play
1: with myself before I get to the nothing, because mm. you, you spend like, well I mean, some people spend hours mm. just sitting there and watching their mind go through thoughts, memories, and, mm. and whatever, whatever, like you hear a sound and all of a sudden you're outside playing with the birds. Yeah. It's like, uh, but when you, when you need to meditate and get to that nothingness, mm. if you have a plan of getting to the nothingness, then when you're in the nothingness, you might, I feel like I achieve a lot more. Mm. Like I might, I might meditate on a, a question. Oh, one time I just couldn't remember the name of a band that I wanted to listen to, okay. the, the Antwood. And I'm sitting, yeah. I'm sitting at a bus stop um, and I'm like, I wanted to share this with somebody yeah. and I couldn't think of the name. So I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna meditate and I'm not like coming out until I've got that name. Within five minutes, the name and the song's playing in my head, <laughs> so I was okay. like, okay. And I was actually I was impressed and surprised because I was going days without thinking of the, the name of the band. Right. <laughs> um, so I don't know who told me that you need a plan of what you do. Like when you you're trying to like ascend out of your body, right? Yes. So what were you? And then at that point where you disconnected to nothingness, you're, no. You're, what, no, it wasn't. What, what, like what happened?
0: Because it, it, yeah, it wasn't like I was trying to go to shamanic, like to the to to nothing, to a complete state of absence of thought or something like that. Yeah. No, it was lying down. Well, I got, I got relaxed and then I tried to move my mind.
1: Cool, yeah, I'm trying to do that more. And uh, I think I think it's much easier than what you
0: think. Mm. That's, that's, what, that's what I'm thinking you should try that again. Yeah, I, I guess so. I, um, well, one exercise I've read is where you can um, say, if you look over the other side of the room, there's this bunch of books, you could try to project your mind on top of that book uh like right now you could try to do it and it's not the easiest thing to do <laughs> um but you could you can feel your your consciousness kind of move
1: yeah i'm yeah, with it. You, yeah, yeah. You, you can definitely do that
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and so that's a that's that's an exercise to build up and then there are some other exercises where I think you imagine a, like a, a pole in front of you, like you're gonna do a, a pull-up or something, like, like a chin-up yeah. uh, and, and use it to grab yourself out of your body. And the, yeah, there are a variety of techniques. But I'm not so... Uh... That's a good,
1: good tactic. Um, I was gonna mm-hmm. ask you, mm-hmm. if you had to say, um, okay, so we have got the rat Buddha,
0: yeah. but are there other people in there? The way I remember it, I'm not sure how accurate this is, behind him it was kind of black, maybe there was like a a grid on the ground, like it's in the cyberspace, the matrix or something, just a, a bright green grid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's all I remember. It, it didn't seem like there was anything else. At that place I was. But you haven't met other characters? N- no, I mean, in dreams maybe, but nothing I would say that's... A,
1: See, I, I sometimes have trouble differentiating between a dream and mm-hmm. like a, a meditative dream. Right. Because some, sometimes you're you do a, you do a yoga session, you lie down mm-hmm. and there, there are, you're talking to yourself. I feel like I'm talking okay. to myself, but they're not me.
2: Right.
1: You know, I, I let go of that. So there's other beings that give you ideas, mm-hmm. that give you, they give you thoughts. Um, I feel like there's always two. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, but I I, but I need to travel more to, to, to talk to these guys.
0: Yeah, well, Carl, Carl Jung had that experience. Carl Jung actually had many imaginary friends, and I guess he would kind of invent the characters in his head and have these conversations with them, go on walks with them. Uh, but then... One day he met this character who he said, well, I'm not sure if this guy is really one of my imaginary friends. He seems very different. And this was like a character uh, like um, with a huge winged frame, uh, like seven or eight feet tall, uh, hoofed feet and, and horns on his head. And uh, Jung would ask him, questions about things and, and this, this beast or this character would say, ah, you're, you're assuming that the ideas in your head are actually you or they're actually yours. But you're, but when you walk into a room and you see a table and a chair, do you assume that those things are you and yours? You should, but you don't. Well he was coming about it the other way but that's i mean there are two ways to look at that you can you can look at everything as being a part of you or you can look at nothing as being a part of you
1: yeah it's like going it's like running around the field but going either way you're gonna end up on the other side hope to see you there one day yeah that'd be cool
0: yeah i remember one time when i was 17 i was at this underage nightclub and uh i was i was going crazy on the dance floor i get a bit wild sometimes and i I start to go into these like trances uh like my pupils get huge and people ask me if i'm on ecstasy and marijuana and all this stuff (laughs) and i'm like no i'm just having a good time i guess it's partly because of the the flashing lights it's kind of a epileptic experience or something Uh, and so so one time I was was dancing away and then um, I sat down for a while on the side of the dance floor and I started to have this idea but then just just as it was about to form in my mind this what it sounded like a recording of my own voice played in my own mind saying this idea is too big for this universe and I was like what what just happened here
1: <laughs> it was you're in a nightclub there's a lot of music mm. flashing lights mm. like environmental factors and yeah. you could hear you could hear a voice in your head over top of all that or it, or you felt like that was a thought that you thought of that didn't feel like your thought
0: it was okay yeah so so it was in my own voice and it was it was a thought in my head, so it wasn't like a, an auditory hallucination, like I mistook it for an actual sound. Yeah. Um, it, it was my voice, but I knew it it wasn't my thought. Like it wasn't a thought that I recognized as being my own. The scare? No. I mean, I mean did, it, did it throw you? Like well, you, you did say what what happened here? Yeah, yeah. It was a little weird. I mean, there's no consequences for this. So it's just within my own head. So I guess it's not such a big deal. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so that's another weird experience. Did you tell a lot of people about it? No, I've hardly ever mentioned it to anybody. You're like one of the only people I've ever told them
1: that. That brings up another point. Yeah. Um, Well, I was just thinking, you said you had dilated pupils, yeah. and that, that relates back to a podcast I was listening to with, um, with Aubrey Marcus and Stephen Kotler talking about mm. uh, getting into flow states, and mm. I can't remember which, which chemical it was that the brain excretes, but when you're in a flow state, um, it, there's a chemical that's excreted in the brain, and apparently that makes your pupils dilate. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they were talking about factors that we're trying to identify when you're in a flow state and when you're not in a flow state and how to actually induce the flow state, which opens up creativity and obviously dance would be one, uh, one method, but I mean, that's, yeah. but we're all different. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I, I thought that's an, interesting, that's an interesting thing, but why, um, I mean, we said, why do, why do people talk about this kind of stuff? I mean, I don't, I don't really have very many people I talk about this kind of stuff with. I
0: talk to you, I talk to my brother Benny. Um, yeah. If I wanted to, how would I even bring that up into conversation? Like, hey, you know, this one time I had this thought it was too big for this universe. You know what I'm saying? That's pretty why I don't right. have
1: very many friends. <laughs> <laughs> I just bring shit up like that all the time. But you know what happened the other day to me? This voice in my head telling me that I'm too big for the universe. <laughs>
0: But this universe isn't big enough for both of us. Um, another experience I had, I, was, I had a slight fever. Uh, I had a flu or something and I was kind of sick in bed or a, taking a day of rest. And I had a, a vision of this uh, being and it, it was like, sort of like a medieval scene like uh, a bard standing on a hillock uh, under a tree and he was standing to the right of this tree. Well, it wasn't a bard, it was actually what I immediately recognized as a fifth dimensional being and one of the reasons I knew it was fifth dimensional was because it kept changing so I couldn't pin it down to one single three dimensional figure. It was, it was constantly changing. And, and just, if you imagine, if you have a two-dimensional plane, and this kind of comes into flat land, if we mm. can talk about that. Sure, why not? you have a two, two-dimensional plane, and you have a three-dimensional figure, so the two-dimensional plane is gonna take a cross-section of the three-dimensional figure. So if, for example, a sphere passes through the two-dimensional plane, you're going to see a, circle yeah changing size becoming bigger and yeah starting is nothing then becoming a circle then getting bigger and then getting smaller again and then back to nothing and so this it, in this case it was just like this being was was turning through time and space uh just as if we can easily t- move through a through a two-dimensional plane and at the same time he was he was imparting to me kind of telepathically fifth dimensional ideas but again i couldn't interpret them my brain isn't that advanced but you you felt like this is fifth dimensional stuff yeah yeah that was my intuition yeah i i don't know why i skipped the fourth dimension and went straight to the fifth but that that was my uh that was my immediate assumption (laughs) and yeah so he was he was talking this these fifth dimensional ideas. And so again, they, kept, they were constantly changing. So it was like he was speaking multiple sentences at once, but I, I could only hear one of them. So each one would blend into the next across time.
1: Yeah, you said you, um, you don't know why you skipped fourth dimension. I, I, yeah. I, I kind of think fourth dimension would be like having a, having a, uh, a motion-captured picture. Hmm. It's like it doesn't really unless it's fixed, there's, there wouldn't be any really valuable content mm. in it, which is probably why, why we skip the fourth, the fourth, because the time is irrelevant. It's like, who wants to look at time? I mean, time-captured pictures are cool. Mm. If it's like a sun, you can see things that move real slow, you know, go through the sky. But yeah. when you're talking to a, a, a being, or mm. a, 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 I don't know, what do you call this guy? But like an entity in your, in your mind or in your dreamscape, um, is that possibly why you just jump to fifth dimension? If you're just implanting ideas in your head,
0: yeah, I guess so. Because in a sense, it's irrelevant whether he can travel through time or not. But perhaps he can travel through time as well and just pop up at various points in time and and then ex- express himself moving across space. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you, I mean, I can. If if you ever watch the movie. Uh, a scanner darkly, then you can get kind of get an idea of what this guy looked like in my mind with, uh, have you ever seen it? No, I haven't. Okay. So in a scanner darkly, um, all of the police officers wear these uh, kind of camouflage suits while they're in the office. So nobody knows their identity. So they're they're constantly changing, like each side of their face will be a different person and they'll have a hairstyle of a different person and they're constantly blending into each other. So you can never say who exactly it is. That's really cool. Here in Mexico, yeah. they just put malaclavas on. <laughs> That's another way of doing it. <laughs> but but why, why was it so important to keep their identity like? Uh, because they were, they were undercover cops and they were so far undercover that they can't reveal their identity to other people in the police department. Okay. Yeah.
1: Because you didn't know whose kids who's working or whose cases and you didn't want to blow anything and it's just better off. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Alright, what's this movie called? I'm gonna check it out.
0: A Scanner Darkly. So it's based on a story by Philip K. Dick. A, a Scanner? Yeah, so this is kind of ungrammatical. A Scanner Darkly. Uh, and it's directed by Richard Linklater. You know Waking Life? Yes. Yeah, so it's, it's rotoscoped in the same style. Or oh, an even better style, actually. The it's style of cartoon? Different. Yeah, rotoscoping. Yeah, is that technically not cartoon because they filmed it first. Yes. And then they trace over it.
1: It's a really cool effect. Yeah. Uh, I would say anyone that hasn't seen any of those films would have to go check that out. Yeah. Because it, uh, you, you forget you're watching, like, it's, it's so real because it mm. is real. Mm. Uh, it's film, but you forget you're looking at film and you think it's a cartoon, but then insane things happen over top of the film. Mm. That's just, it makes it really, you make something like, it's almost like an anime film. Yeah, in a different style. Mm. Very uh, emotionally evoking.
0: Yeah, yeah, very trippy.
1: <laughs> Keep it trippy. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you 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 halfway through a story with this, or i
0: I've, no, that was the I completely that, lost where we're up to. That was the point of the story because the the uh, thing is, I couldn't interpret anything the being was saying because all his ideas were fifth dimensional. So maybe next time I I meet him, I'll I'll be able to. Uh, meet him a, a bit more on his wavelength.
1: Yeah, it's, it's cool. It's cool to think that, but how come, I mean, if fifth dimension, mm. it, it's almost like a uh, swear word mm. in that it, it's so oftenly used, but it, it, has, it has power, it doesn't have power.
0: What? Fifth, fifth dimensional is like a swear word? It's like, what, it's, it's, what it's word? like, it's like a swear word. In, you know, some,
1: sometimes you say it in a nice way, other times you say it in like,
0: you know, <laughs> ne- negative I mean. You fifth dimensional motherfucker. <laughs> no, <laughs> I've never said that. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I mean,
1: I'd be insulted. <laughs> <laughs> what? Because, I mean, it's the ultimate insult. Mm-hmm. Well, not, not that I meant that it was actually a swear word. It just, yeah. I, I was originally saying it's just people don't use it correctly. Right. But um, right. but it could be a swear word because it'd mean like you ultimately don't understand what what I mean or what you're doing to yourself because mm. I feel everything you think and you still you still messed up.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well,
1: okay. If if we're having a fifth dimensional conversation, okay, it really leaves no room for error. Okay. So. If I was to be upset with you fifth dimensionally, which I don't think is possible because only obviously the, the positive frequencies would go through, I don't know. Were you talking negative
0: frequencies as well? Fifth dimensional? Well, if- I'm limiting it now. It, it depends because if, it depends how limited you are because in this, let's see, like in the, in this three dimensional space, I can, I, I can experience air and I can also experience uh, something more solid. Mm. So, but it depends on the size of the room, because if, if I have a very small room, there's very little air. Okay. So, so my analogy there is, well, if you're a fifth dimensional being, yeah, you could be locked in this box of negativity, even though you have this wide range, um, it's theoretically. A ch- it's a choice. Yeah. It's, possibly, it's a choice, yeah.
1: because I mean, okay, all right. Now we're moving to something a little, little slightly thicker. Mm. Um, little greasier okay (laughs) so just because it's really it's really captivating my mind right now i feel like i'm underwater um so to to set the base ground we're fifth dimensional beings right okay so let's let's just assume we are uh, yeah well i mean that's that's where you start so okay so we're, we're fifth dimensional therefore i can express to you uh, I can speak to you. We're yeah. in the same third dimensional space. We're in the same time flow, event flow. My, my clock and every, now my
0: experience is synced, I think with your clock. Well, we, it, oh, that's the thing. Cause we don't, we don't actually have to be, well, I mean, we can occupy, let's see, oh, let me, let me rephrase that. We can be in several three dimensional spaces together at the same time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we are we're, we're in that because we're in the same
0: room right now. Okay. So. But we're, but we're actually in several of the same rooms. We're, we're infinite, infinite rooms. Okay, we're well, skipping. Well, maybe we're infinite. May, maybe, um, or maybe just a couple, because it depends how, how big we are in in the fifth dimension. But,
1: but we ha- but we have
0: an observer. Okay. <laughs> that limits our possible. Um, present realities, but okay, so, so, so let's say we're in this, when they're, we're in the same physical space across 20 different, um, dimensions or 20, <laughs> 20 meters of, <laughs> 20 meters of the fifth dimension.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, play with that and we'll skip the fourth dimension because. Okay.
0: It's just... Okay. Well, let's just say we're at the same time. Yeah.
1: Okay. yeah? Um, then there's really, there's less room for error because we've got the, the five dimensions open for communication. Therefore, I should be able to extend to you the way I feel and you should be able to feel in my presence the way I feel
0: about certain things you're talking about. Okay, but you're actually having multiple feelings at once.
1: Yep. Can you feel that?
0: Well, I, as as good as my empathetic abilities are, I can uh, I can only pick up on one reality.
1: Okay, but well, um, we're well, we're going to assume that we're complete, full, fully grown adult, fifth dimensional, and that we can.
0: Okay, okay, so all right. So I'm feeling empathy for you across twenty meters of fifth dimensional space.
1: Perfect. Um, now it becomes my choice to be to access all this. I feel like I need to be super positive. Okay. As in, I need to, yeah, I need to be super positive. Otherwise, if I'm negative, it's going to shut my brain down shut my realities down. It's going to limit the possibilities. So to uh, access that level of communication, I need to be in a, in a positive mind mindset, heart flow, whatever, like my complete toroidal field is at a positive vibration. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to move through that fifth dimension of that 20 meters of fifth dimension that we're occupying right now. Okay. So, okay. so, in the third dimension, if there's negativity in this room mm-hmm. or there's, or you want to bring up something negative or I do or whatever,
0: mm. then it's a choice to mm-hmm. feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we can choose, we don't necessarily need to stay on all of that, all, all of that 20 meters of fifth dimensional space. We can, we can navigate through it, squeeze our way through the positive parts.
1: So does that mean that all fifth dimension is is based on
0: on feeling? No, I don't think so. I don't well, think that follows. Well, <laughs> then, well, then why do we need to squeeze through it? Uh, okay. Well, I mean, you're I mean, that's what you you were assuming that it's based on feeling because you were saying we can uh choose. Yeah, we can we can choose. Because but with, that doesn't you you were also saying something like if if we if we don't choose, it's going to uh, negatively affect how much we can change on the fifth dimensional space. Yeah, but, it, but that's you know, an assumption you're making. Yes. It's, it's not necessarily true. Well, that, that, yeah. that, that's,
1: the, then, that's the question I, I, I'm posing. Is like, does that, mean, does that mean in the fifth dimension, does that mean you have to choose to be there all the time? Like you have to be consciously, I want to be here. Like we, we assumed in the first place that we are fifth dimensional. Hmm. Does that mean you have to choose to be there and the feelings that you're going to feel because it's it's at a
0: level of you're, complete well you're already attention. there i mean the, the question is more whether you can choose to be on, on different planes and across a fifth dimensional plane or across a fifth dimensional space yeah <laughs> because right i mean right now are you choosing to be in this in this three dimensional space can you cease being in this three-dimensional space, not, well, not exactly.
1: Well, that, that's, the, um, that's the living in sin. Because we're, <laughs> we're, what? Well, the the awesome. sine curve is the time. So, you know, when the Bible talks about where we're all condemned to living in sin, that's the fourth dimension of time. We're trapped.
2: What? We're
1: trapped <laughs> in this. What are you talking
2: about? <laughs>
1: okay, let, let, let me explain. It, yeah. it, is, it is really... It's just a thought that came to me, yeah, it's really quite fascinating, okay, okay um we you said I don't get to choose that I'm in this third dimensional plane right now, like
0: yeah, well, you can't right now in this moment, you can't say all right i'm I'm going to cease existing in this three dimensional place, yeah, the
1: best I can do is choose to walk out of the room, yes and that that would be quite a few moments from now,
0: yeah, and that would be choosing to exist in a different three dimensional space it wouldn't be choosing to cease to exist because those are those are very different things.
1: Cool. Well, based on that, the reason why I can't choose hmm. not to be here in this third dimensional space instantly is because we're trapped in time. Hmm. Okay. So that, that's like the that that's that's to me the the idea of living in sin. the the sine curve
0: living in the sine curve. What you don't you didn't explain. It.
1: <laughs> okay, the um, trimmer, uh, trigonometry. Yeah,
0: yeah. Sign, I, I know what you mean. A sine curve. Yeah, a, a wave. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. So because we're living inside, we're trapped inside yeah. this moving, this moving realm of particles that aren't physical, that are a complete light. Um, we've been we we're, we're trapped in here. Okay. Which is, and that's the cage. That's the reason why we're not fifth dimensional. Exactly.
0: But why, why is time a sine wave? The, the, the mathematics of the frequency. Okay, so uh, time is a frequency.
1: Okay, no, time is the, the instant. The only time that exists is right now. Okay. And the fact that we're particles vibrating at a frequency, at an emotional state, uh-huh. then we're inside the emotional state and that's the trap of time.
0: Okay, okay, I think I can follow you. <laughs> uh, it's, it, yeah, it's,
1: uh, it like you, you told me that I can't choose not to be here in this very instant, and that's because yeah. I'm moving through time myself, we're in the same time flow. Yeah, so, yeah. For, for me to choose to not be here right now, I need to be able to break, or, or just, I need to be able to like, just jump the fourth dimension, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. the fourth dimension comes before the fifth, So we can be in the fifth dimension and and partake on like higher levels of emotional frequency and empathy and and all that, Hmm. and and travel within our memories. But unfortunately we're trapped in the third dimension physically in these bodies. Hmm. That comes before the fourth dimension of the cage of time.
0: Hmm. Okay, so we're restricted by time.
1: I I could be completely wrong, but but we are restricted, restricted. By time in these physical bodies.
0: Okay. And so you, you think that fifth dimensional beings could also be restricted by time? Uh,
1: I, I think if they, yes, I think they can be if they want to indulge in certain feelings in the third reality, in the third dimension.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I could look at it both ways because I could say that for fifth dimensional beings could have the, could could be fourth dimensional beings as well, have the ability to move through time, not, not being uh, especially restricted by time. Mm-hmm. Or fifth dimensional beings could could not be fourth dimensional beings, still restricted by time. And, uh, but it just means uh, in addition to, to moving uh, up, down, left, right, forward and backward, they can, they can also move sideways through realities. Okay. Yeah, yeah I perhaps I, exist in, in several realities at once. Yeah, I think that that's totally possible. Hmm. But, uh, um, but what, what do you think about the idea of the feeling
1: brings us to the moment?
0: Okay, well, that kind of ties in earlier what we were saying about different emotional states connecting to our memories, and that's allowing us to kind time travel. Of tra- travel back in time to those moments and, and experience... Very similar emotional states and mental states yep. as we had in the past.
1: Yeah, you you mentioned um, uh, state state memory, state based memory. Yes, mm. I, I think there's there's a lot more to that than what than what people realise.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it, it's it's definitely a, a phenomenon mm. that exists.
0: Yes, yes.
1: I mean, everyone's so experienced. State
0: based memory means that when you're in a certain state, you're more likely to remember things in that state than than otherwise. So, uh, so for example, if you get high and study for a test, uh, it's probably best that you get high before you go into the test because that's going to mean you will remember what you you studied.
1: Otherwise you walk in as a different person that didn't study. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think there's a lot of fifth dimensional stuff there. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I just don't have the words for it. Mm. I don't, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to explain something bigger than this, than this reality in words, it doesn't work. <laughs> but you're feeling what I'm saying, right? right.
0: You feel me. It's, it's starting to come together. Have you yeah. ever had, I used to have these, this is another really weird experience that I, I, I don't think I've ever talked about this to anyone ever in my life. Uh, I'm up, uh, let's do it. Okay, so <laughs> I used to, um, years ago, this doesn't happen anymore, but it, it used to happen. Uh, and I think it's somewhat related to epilepsy because um, I used to get uh, absence seizures where I, I, would, uh, I, I wouldn't be aware of where I was. So I suddenly forget where I was or wouldn't be able to respond for a couple of seconds. To, uh, have you ever had that sensation?
1: Mm, not that I can recall.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, well, some people, feel it while they're high on weed. Um, anyway, that's a, but that's just one thing. That's just a tiny piece. Actually, I'm probably dismissing the, yeah. those, those times. Because <laughs> 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 uh, so, sometimes you can have a feeling like, just in an instant, it's kind of like deja vu. You're like, oh, where am I? I have no idea where but, I am. Isn't it the opposite to deja vu? Like yes. where, where instead, of, yes, living it, instead
1: a, of living it again, you're living it for the first time ever.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, Shit. like I just jumped Damn. into this body, have no idea what's going on. Just gonna bullshit it t- until uh, I kind of pick up the flow of things. <laughs> that that's my bloody that's my reality all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Shit, that, that's how I live. No, I, I tell you a funny story. I mean, sort of, it's a buddy in, but it's, I need to get this out. That okay. that is like a constant reality for me. <laughs> and it's and it's not. I mean, you know, I come to live with it. Yeah. But uh, I used to joke with, with my brother Benjamin and other, other friends. It was mm. like, you know, I'm in the, um, it's like you're at the club scene. It's like, it's the first, very first time you have ever done it. Like, you, yeah. uh, I, I put scene after something, like I'm at, I'm at the X scene. Yeah. It's like, it's the very first time I've done it. And probably the most, the most memorable shock to our system is mm. the shower scene. Really? The shower scene is, was for me the most intense holy shit, I'm having a shower. <laughs> like I forgot I forgot people even did this. What, What? what I'm, I'm in a little box, there's water coming out of the room. <laughs> I'm looking around going, there's a soap over there, like bottles of like, I don't know what the hell this shit is I'm rubbing in my hair. And for the first time in my life, I'm having a shower. Yeah. <laughs> that happened, that's, that happened unlimited amount of times. <laughs> the shower scene is a recurring anti-deja vu for me.
0: Yeah, yeah. So. Extreme. That's a, that's a weird thing as well because I, <laughs> this uh, this is another whole tangent. But uh, the, I I used to remember seeing like on Sega cartridges, it would say if you have the feeling that you don't know where you are, you feel disorientated, turn off the game and you know tell your parents or so. It said something like that. And I remember looking it up, uh, uh, and I looked it up as uh, I looked up epilepsy and it describes this as a petit mal seizure, a a little bad seizure. But then later, it seemed that the definition of petit mal changed into something different. It was an absent seizure, different to what I described, and like the the experience that I had had nothing to do with epilepsy, um, at least in the way it's described in medical text. Anyway. Are you shifting realities again? I uh, well, if I did, I shifted years ago. Anyway, so <laughs> don't, don't
1: stop, man. Keep
0: jumping. <laughs> Woo! All right. So, so the weird experience which I was going to describe—that was just a, an aside. You know, don't worry that too was much about those. Sit down, sit down, grab a drink. I'll the get, the ones, beat. the ones I used to have, where I would um, get the sudden flash. Of, of something wild, something completely inexplicable, undescribable, and when I when I started to be conscious again, I guess I, I, I could call it being conscious again, because this only happened in a split second. Um, I would be I, I would know that I just had a very strange idea, so far out, so so wild that I couldn't remember it. And a few seconds later I I would I wouldn't be able to remember what the idea was. But I, I remember I do remember one, more or less, because it was this idea and like the sudden flash in my mind about a, a place that existed where every single action that you do, everything you do, is recorded. So every every instant has a physical space assigned to it. Yeah yeah and that, that was the the wild idea like it just popped just like jammed into my head just do then. you remember the address <laughs> <laughs> because they tell me no because this is like okay this is like if you are programming a, a computer game and you have an array or like a data set that has all of this sp- the sprites for a character yeah or or it saves every single state that the universe goes through, that the game goes through. So, I'm, so this is not the... a place that you can access physically. You can't drive there. You can't travel there in a spaceship. Because no. it's, it, it's a removed data set. It's, it's
1: like it's a an secret level.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a secret level. It's, it's kind of like on Metroid, when, you, go, when, when you, you can jump up through the, the bubble level and then you somehow get to another level, which you're never supposed to access, which is actually just a, one of the first levels, but with a different graphic set. It's kind of, yeah, you, it's kind of like that.
1: Yeah, you, you accidentally, uh, let, let's run through a, a few different examples to try yeah. and relate to people. You, yeah. you pull, you're in the library and you pull the wrong book out and all of a sudden the whole thing turns around. <laughs> or like Indiana Jones, where the fireplaces turn around, you accidentally, whoops, I'm in a different room. That, that was supposed to happen. Or, uh, or like in the Matrix, where the rows of guns turn up and
0: near. yeah, like that, yeah. like that, yeah. yes, that yeah. was what that was what the idea was. And this was, the, I had this idea about seventeen years ago. There, there's
1: more there's movies that express that more recent, dated movies. But I don't hmm. want to, I don't want to blow it for some people that are. You find them, you find these secret levels in your own time. I'm not giving away the cheat codes,
0: secrets. Yeah, yeah, there's a thing like that too. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I had that idea when I was like 14 or 15. So it wasn't like it was influenced by, a, by the matrix because that came out a few years later. Um no, you, you're, quite, beings, you're quite an advanced being. You, I you, was, maybe I'm regressing, I don't know.
1: Um, no, I, I,
0: I don't think that's possible. <laughs> I,
1: I think, I think you, are for, you are what you are from Dot. Like time is just our illusion. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mm. change. Doesn't change who you were or who you're gonna be. It's Like that's the same dot. Mm.
2: Like
1: mm. that's the same flame. that that, in, that goes, that gets lit up and gets extinguished simultaneously,
0: yeah. infinitely. Just a projection in the holographic universe. Whoa. Wow! So that okay. that wasn't <laughs> planned. Okay. What so was that all about. Are we, gonna, are we gonna wrap up? Do you have anything else to say?
1: Um, Let's see. There were, I did have something, but you just blew me away with that okay. last bit. No, okay. there, yeah, there was more, more about. I think you know. I think should wrap up with the with the idea of the scene about with the the anti deja vu, mm-hmm. because I think more people have experienced it than they realise. Yeah. It's just so abstract and
0: unheard of. Yeah, and it's just not talked about. Yeah, and every time it happened. It, it doesn't happen to me so much anymore, but every time it happened, I was always just like, oh yeah, I'll just keep going. Like I could be in the middle of a sentence and had this experience and I was just like, yeah, I'll just continue saying the sentence. Even though I have no idea really what these words mean or what the context of the situation is, I'll just let it play out and see how we go. <laughs> yeah, I think that's ultimate flow.
1: <laughs> I think it's ultimate flow it when could, you- could be. You, you put your feet up on the dash, you let go of the wheel, and the car just drives itself, <laughs> and you just take a sit back, and, and you're like, okay. I think some people experience that just before they're going into an anxiety attack. Mm. I think that's similar sort of symptom. Um, yeah. I, I've never suffered from. Well, I don't. I've never been diagnosed, but I don't. I don't believe I've ever suffered from anxiety. But there has been a few situations where I'm in a room full of people, mm. and for example, there was, there was a situation maybe back uh, I'll say maybe 2000 and I'm guessing 2004 to 2005, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an adult. I think I still felt very childlike. I still ve- I felt very young within myself. Yeah. And I walked into the lunchroom when I was working at Woolworths in, in Australia. Um, and you know, I, you know, you say hello to, uh, the managers that are there and a few other peeps you work with and, and it's all cool but I feel like this energy building up inside of me and you know, I've made a few jokes and now everyone is looking at me. You know, I think I pulled it off, like it's all good. And then all of a sudden I'm like, you know, what are they thinking? And it's just like this whole big, ah, what's going on? And then you're like, uh, I gotta get to work. And you're walking downstairs like, holy shit, how did I pull that off? (laughs) I was about to crack. (laughs) Like my, you know, like your face is all heated up behind your skin, your heart's like racing. And it's insane. That was like, could be 10 years ago, yeah. happened maybe once or twice, never experienced it before then, never experienced it after that.
2: Mm.
1: Never know, like it's like a once or twice off. Mm. And it's only that I relate that to like a, uh, like some kind of like a panic, anxiety, something. Mm. Because people tell me about these experiences they have and then I relate my experience to that. But it's not like, it, I'm, it's not like I suffer that. Mm. But just lately in the last week, last week or two weeks, I think I mentioned to you that I feel this, like, this nervous, this right. nervousness, yeah, and yeah. and I don't know whether it's when I'm drinking too much coffee, you know. It was the first couple of days I didn't I didn't sell very well. <laughs> I don't know whether I'm drinking too much coffee or whether it's uh or whether it's from a, you know like an, an attempt of sun gazing or maybe and then I made the joke you know maybe I'm meditating too much, hmm. but uh, I cut back on my coffee. I cut that out. Yeah. Um, I cut the sun gazing out, and it's still happening. It's like my heart raises into my throat, and and it's like I, I feel. I feel super strong, super with it, super awake. Like it's, it's not, it's just like I'm aware of the presence of something something else happening. Mm. Um, so I think it's like a super high energy all the time. And I'm about to explode. So now it's like, you know, when I'm like, oh, I'm about to crack. Now it's like, I take a step back and I watch myself go going, go on crack. What you got, <laughs> <laughs> like, do it. And uh, and I, I, I don't. I enjoy well, it. It's that's like the rush. In,
0: in feel the fear, feel the fear, and do it anyway. Yeah. Susan Jeffries describes that as as like people would come to her conferences and say, you know, I'm so freaked out, I'm going to have a, a a panic attack. And Jeffries would say, all right, go on, do it. You know, I've never seen one. Uh, I want, I'd like to see what it looks like. Yeah. And uh, the person will be like. Uh, okay, and they, they're like, mm, and they're really trying to have one, but they can't. No, cause... It's, it's not that.
1: Yeah, it's something else. Mm. So, um, I thought I'd wrap up on that. Yep, it's like that's like being in the moment so much that you're not even sure what you feel anymore. It's like you're too big for the reality. It's like <laughs> I'm about to explode. No, you're not. You're just, you're just too big for this. You're like, you're like your emotional body is too big for your physical body. Which is pretty why I'm putting on good size at the gym.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Feeling feeling good. Cool. My name's Kurt Robinson. My name's Aaron Battle. Uh, Press like, press subscribe, press comment. uh, Leave us a cool story about something you've never told anybody before about some strange experience within your mind. And follow us on Twitter. I'm at Trouble Bubble.
1: And I'm at Battle AZ. Peace. We won't say a thing. Peace. Watch us on YouTube, like us on Facebook, tweet us on Twitter, and listen to us on iTunes or Pocket Casts.